0: It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories.
1: An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that?
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it.
0: Today's current opinions and ideas.
1: It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't.
0: Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday to you, producer Steve.
2: I won't say finally Friday because this is another one of those weeks that just went flying right past me.
1: <laughs> yes, uh can you believe gosh uh, what is it it is uh, February 10th already. It is yeah. hard to believe that's a, that's the case but we have so much work to do and I think that's I think that's why time goes so fast is because uh there is so much work to do. I so appreciate all you who listen. And I, I know many of you get out a pencil and paper and take notes because we are really bringing forth a lot of information. And, oh, my gosh, do we have a jam-packed show planned for you today. And uh, so let's continue on here. Check out the website. That is Kim Munson, dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. Uh, We uh, publish that on Sunday. It has uh, all the upcoming guests for the next week as well as our most recent essays. This piece that we will be rolling out with Pam Long is so important. And uh, so be sure and and be in the know on that. You can email me at kim at kimmunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom if something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. So let's jump right into everything we're going to do. First of all, regarding the America's Veterans Story Show, we will be interviewing. Uh, in, he's a coming into studio, World War II veteran Kim Kimball, and that will broadcast this Sunday, three to four p.m. You will not want to miss that. He is uh, just a just a delightful, great sense of humor guy. I just I can't wait to do that. So that that uh, that interview, and we will. Broadcast that this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. on all KLZ platforms, KLZ 560 platforms. Our quote for the day, I went to Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, He was born in 1869. He died in 1948. He was an Indian lawyer, politician, social activist, and writer who became the leader of the national movement against the British rule of India. As such, he came to be considered the father of his country. And he said this. He said, Resolution. Let then our first act every morning be to make the following resolve for the day. I shall not fear anyone on earth. I shall only fear God. I will not bear ill will toward anyone. I shall not submit to injustice from anyone. I shall conquer untruth by truth and in resisting untruth. I shall put up with all suffering. Um, Steve, any comments on that?
2: All I can say is that he lived, he lived his words.
1: He did live his words uh, and pretty remarkable. And I think they're just great words for uh, we are seeing great injustice from a public policy standpoint uh, here in Colorado. As you know, uh, I've joined the board of the Colorado Union of Taxpayers. And uh, it's an all-volunteer group. It uh, takes a look at all the legislation that is scheduled for the next week for hearings. And last week, there were 81 pieces of legislation that were scheduled for hearing. The, the, the second week of the session, that, that was the third week. The second session uh, week of the session, there were 55 pieces of legislation. And the first week, there's 41 and I submit to you, we do not need any more laws here in Colorado. We don't need any more bureaucracies or bureaucrats. We need to start rolling this back. And I think we can go to the words of Mahatma Gandhi. These, this is There's an injustice here and we need to stand against that. So one of the first things to do is to understand what's going on. And uh, right now, regarding cuts, uh, if you want to go to the website, it's Colorado Taxpayer, singular, dot org, And uh, you can just put in a message right now that you want to be um, uh, added to the mailing or to the email list, because our email goes out on Mondays to all the legislators and to our list uh, to... Uh, Indicates the different things that we're rating. So there's a lot of great information there, Steve.
2: Not to steal any time from you, but how did, you had a, guys had an event there yesterday morning. How did it go?
1: It went very well, and in fact, uh, Representative Stephanie Luck uh, presented, and uh, she's going to be on the show next week. She seems to have a real grasp of what is happening there. So it was a, a it went very very well, and. Um, Yes, there is much work to do. Uh, We've got our text line. That is 720-605-0647, 720-605-0647. And then the last segment of the second hour will uh, be our call-ins. That number is 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. Looking here at the bill of the day, Uh, This hospital industrial complex that we have going on in America right now uh, is just, it just bleeds money. And of course, Denver Health is um, uh, right there at the forefront of that. And the Denver Post reported that uh, citing citing rising costs and the enduring impacts of the pandemic, a bipartisan group of Colorado legislators is fast tracking a five million dollar payment to Denver Health to help financially stabilize the city's safety net hospital. And it says that Denver Health had um, talked with legislative leaders about its financial situation in recent months, and the hospitals become increasingly concerned about the high level of unreimbursed expenses and the high cost of caring for an increasing number of health conditions, uh, said Senator Rachel Zinzinger, an Arvada Democrat. I mean, this is the money, Steve, that came in from COVID for, uh, and and I'm, I'm, I've not looked at the exact numbers, but I can only imagine that Denver Health received a whole bunch of money on that. And uh, so it's going to be $5 million that will be going over to the uh, Denver Health. The sponsors on it are Senators Rachel Zingzinger, Democrat, Barbara Kirkmeyer, Republican. She's kind of getting her name on a bunch of very bad bills. Uh, so that's why we're going to keep an eye on that. And Representative Shannon Byrd, Democrat, and Emily Sirota, Democrat as well. I hope she's not trying to become Kevin Priola. Remember, he was the Republican that always uh, sided with the Democrats. I, I, uh, I'm i a little concerned about this.
2: When it all falls down on her, all we can think of to say is that you reap what you sow.
1: Yep, so we're going to keep an eye on that. In fact, we'll be talking about her in the third and fourth segment of this um, this um hour with uh, Kevin Lundberg because she's got her name on this Senate Bill 20, uh, 23-101, which basically takes away the voice and the vote of uh, Everyday We the People. And uh, so you will not want to miss that. And so the way this all works is our first hour. Uh, is rebroadcast one to two in the afternoon on all klz platforms that's klz 560 am klz 100.7 fm the klz website and the klz app and then the second hour is rebroadcast uh, from uh, 10 to 11 uh, each night and then within 24 hours we are working diligently to get the show summaries up with the podcast embedded in that but uh, you can find the podcast over at um, iTunes and Spotify and the other streaming services as well. I want to jump in here. As many of you know, many of the counties, uh, all counties, are having their organizational meetings, uh, and they're uh, electing bonus members who will be electing the um, new state GOP chair. And so these meetings are very important. Tomorrow is uh, Arapahoe County's. And uh, Jeff Young has his uh, hat in the ring to be elected uh, Arapahoe County uh, GOP chair. And I uh, wanted to chat with him just for just a little bit about that. Jeff Young, welcome to the show.
3: Thanks for having me on, Kim.
1: Uh, why are you uh, throwing your hat in the ring for Arapahoe County GOP chair?
3: So there's got a couple of reasons. So I started... Look into becoming a precinct leader after the 2020 debacle that was the election. And as I started to get involved, I was getting no help. Nobody told me how I was supposed to uh, work at a caucus. Nobody told me what I was supposed to really do as a precinct leader. And when I went into caucus, I sat next to two brand new people who were also precinct leaders. We made our introductions and then we kind of stared at each other and said, Now what? So It was a consistent theme that there was no support, no communication, and no information for all of these new members who were coming in who were getting really excited, and a lot of them have actually dropped off because that continued where they were not getting any help and there was just, quite frankly, a lack of any sort of structure or organization. And I think that the uh, Arapahoe County Republican Party missed out on a huge opportunity to to capture that uh, enthusiasm. So that was the first thing. The second thing was just watching how the candidates perform specifically in Arapahoe County. And it is poor, very poor. So I'm looking at these things and And when you say performed
1: what do you mean um the results of the election or or or, um how they were campaigning what do you mean that um how they performed yeah so i mean
3: the results of the elections but also it. uh, it wasn't just the precinct leaders that were not getting help from the county party the candidates in the county some of them were getting no help from the party and as the As the county party bylaws state, we're supposed to help Republican members get elected and and Republican candidates get elected. So as I started looking, I I said, we've got got some dysfunctional problems here. But at the time, I was not considering running for chair. I actually got asked six times to run for chair before I finally said, you know what, I'll, I'll consider it. And after talking to several people, I finally decided to make the choice. There needs to be a change in the leadership here. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Okay, so the uh, organizational meeting is tomorrow, and uh, so um, I, I need to ask you about this because we're going to be talking with Kevin Lundberg uh, in the third and fourth segment about the Senate Bill 23-101, which is being sponsored by Republicans to get rid of this caucus uh, assembly process, which what I see then will happen with this, Jeff Young, is that this becomes totally a rich man's election in uh, Colorado, because uh, the way people could get onto the ballot would only be by the petition process. And I've been doing some research on uh, some of these um, petition gathering companies, and they are making millions of dollars with this. As you said, the results are terrible. What I've seen happening is that the the donors that care about Colorado, the donors are being milked. The consultants are... Patting their pockets uh, all the way to the bank, and we're losing elections, Jeff Young.
3: Yeah, and this is actually a symptom of a larger problem of the open primaries. So you've got the open primaries, and in in this last primary uh, election in 2022, a third of the voters weren't even Republicans. So how is it that I can feel like I'm being represented when a third of the votes are actually being invalidated by people who don't share our values enough to be a Republican? So we have this open primary problem, which allows people to come in and make decisions that actually uh, robs me of my freedom of association as a Republican. Now, as a result of that, the you know Kirkmeyer, and I think it was a Who is the other sponsor? Uh,
1: Bob Gardner is a sponsor on it, as well as Mary Bradfield. So those two senators and then Mary Bradfield, who is uh, um, House of Representatives.
3: Yeah. So I think that the assembly, the caucus and the assembly process, the grassroots said, this is who we want to run. They reflect our our values. But then you have this this petition and open primary where where it can come in and basically nullify what the grassroots wants. Well, some of those candidates that decided to try to go through the assembly process, some of them almost didn't make it through and wouldn't even have been current uh, House and Senate members. So there's there's two parts, and you hit on one, which is the money game. This they are trying to now make it a pay for uh, pay for play, right? All these consultants that racked up. You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and got their butts kicked in the elections. Like, why? Why would you go to that model? And second, with some of these Republicans that feel like they are entitled to these positions, they don't want to have to go through and answer to we the people. And so, it's actually it's actually a bifurcated problem.
1: Well, it really is, and uh, so it is important that. Uh, the, these races for these GOP uh, county chairs are are so important. So this, uh, tell tell us the meeting. Uh, now, if people want to run for a bonus member, they probably already have to have signed up, correct, Jeff Young?
3: Yes, Last uh, yesterday was the final day to do a self-nomination. Um, although uh, we're trying to look at the meeting and the agenda because we just got him yesterday to see if there's a way to actually do from the floor. But I believe that... The official call said the ninth was the final day to actually um, nominate.
1: Okay, you know, and that is interesting because I was down at the Douglas County GOP uh, meeting, which was Tuesday, and um, they actually they had given a deadline. to sign up to be to run for bonus member but then they did take nominations from the floor so if you are interested and live in arapaho county and are, are republican what's the time where is this going to be at jeff young
3: so it starts at nine thirty uh at hope methodist uh, hope united methodist church and that's in uh, greenwood village and you know i'd actually say probably get there a little early if, if you want to kind of get involved, the one thing to know is there's actually a lot of people who have signed up for bonus members, so it's going to be a pretty busy day. But I would encourage anybody who also just wants to come see how the party functions because I, I'm telling you right now, there needs to be some change in this leadership. Um, and what I'm the consistent theme I'm hearing, and this is across the spectrum of uh, members. I'm getting no help support, and I have no idea when things are happening because there's just no communication happening.
1: Which will make make it very, very difficult to win elections if we can't have communication. So, Jeff Young, thank you so much for stepping forward.
3: Appreciate it, Kim. Thanks for having me on.
1: Absolutely, and clearly we are an independent voice, and this voice comes to you because I have a lot of really great sponsors. One of those is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, and they can create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs, from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan team now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there great news
4: i just got the state farm personal price plan on our home and auto insurance
5: you told our agent about my thing for romance novels no you don't have to
4: get that personal our agent just helped me choose affordable options to create a personalized price just for us
5: oh sweet then you won't believe the love triangle jenison now
4: prices vary by state options selected by
6: customer availability and eligibility may vary Three Points Financial, a comprehensive, fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact ThreePointsFinancial.com to schedule a no obligation introductory call.
1: Indeed, it is Friday, and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, I did want to mention Hooters Restaurants. They're a great sponsor of the show. They have five locations. That is Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. It is the Super Bowl this weekend, and uh, that would be a great place to watch the game if you um, want to get together with others and and watch the game hooters restaurants is a great place to do that it's an interesting story how they became a business partner of mine and it is a great story about freedom and free markets and capitalism so be sure and uh, check that out it's on my website kimmunson.com also uh wanted to just mention this came in on the text uh, or via text and our text line is 720-605-0647 and I had been mentioning this five million dollars that's going to be given to Denver Health, um, uh, that, um, via the legislature. And Denver Health is part of a, uh, uh, a for-profit, um, my understanding healthcare system. So this is a little crazy, uh, because they, uh, should not, um, I don't think they should be getting our taxpayer money. They should, figure out how to, to run that, uh, that company. Uh, so with that, um, anyway, thank you to our listener that was texting me on that as well. Uh, yes, Denver health is part of health one. Uh, and, uh, I am so excited to have on the line with me, Dr. Rachel Corbett. She is with Roots Medical. Roots Medical is a great sponsor of the show. She's also, they're very involved with with uh, Colorado healthcare Providers for Freedom and she is everywhere I'm so glad she's on the line uh, because she was up in northern Colorado last night presenting at Perspectives 101 Dr. Rachel Corbett welcome to the show
7: thank you hi Kim good morning how are
1: you it's great to have you how is Perspectives 101 Yvonne and Solomon up there they're doing an amazing And Laurie uh, with Topics and Topics they're doing a great job up there aren't they
7: you know, it was such a fun evening, It, it was, and it's an amazing group. It, it was just a really great experience, and they are with it. They know what's going on. There were uh, many other leaders there as well, and it was just a great experience.
1: Well, I'm sure they are excited to have you. So, but I wanted to get an update uh, because Tuesday you were down at the Capitol, right, regarding this uh this bill that Brandy uh, representative Brandy Bradley was pushing forward to, to try to make sure to to protect parental rights uh, and so you were down at the Capitol, yes.
7: Yep. Yeah, so I testified as many as other doctors and even doctors who were not a part of Colorado healthcare providers for freedom, and so it was HB twenty three ten twenty nine. It was to pre- prohibit twelve and older to to not you know to to have. To, so there's states where they're allowing twelve and older to have vaccines without parental consent. So this was trying to prevent that and prohibit that here in Colorado. And I got to be honest, when I first heard the bill, I didn't quite understand what the purpose was, um, because I'm like, why are we doing that? Like, why are we prohibiting that? But what's really happening is that a lot of these states are kind of finding different routes to go around and allow 12 to 15, 12 and 15-year-olds and older to, Consent to a vaccine without parental um, consent, and you know it's really interesting because that bill did not pass. Which means that now, if the health department or the governor at this point decides that they want to allow that, then that means that that can happen. And there's there's already states that allow that: uh, Alabama, Tennessee, Iowa, North Carolina, Oregon. They allow to, so. Alabama and Tennessee is 14 and older and Oregon is 15 and older, but the other state is 12 and older. And listen, I, I have kids. They're, they don't have the me- mental capacity to consent and understand the risks and the benefits, right? They don't, they don't really have that mental capacity. But what I was talking about last night at Perspectives 101, I, I went more into the psychological aspects of all of this. And that was kind of what my talk was, because like, you know, already know that I'm an NLP expert. And, right. you know, what what happens when somebody asked me the question, why the, such the push to vaccinate the children when we know it's a low risk? And we're starting to see some of the risks of the vaccine. And I want to be very clear, this is what's going on. People don't want, they really can't. See things that they don't want to see that doesn't fit into their values. So if you get your children vaccinated, you then have to align your values for getting them vaccinated, and this is the critical part, when the risks and the consequences of the vaccine come out, you're not going to see it. You're not going to see it because your mind will not let you see it because you then have to admit that you did harm to your children by having them take the vaccine. So, and this is critical, right? Because if we get the children vaccinated, then all of this becomes obsolete. It just, it won't, people will not register it in their minds. They will not see it. It's amazing. People can delete and distort and generalize the information. The way we perceive things to suit our vision of the world and we will make it we will then those people who got their children vaccinated will not see the consequences of the vaccine so this is very strategic on a on a psychological level so we know for example that if you offered somebody a donut and coffee for a vaccine versus a million dollars The people who do the vaccine for the donut and the coffee will rearrange their thinking and rearrange their values to to basically make their mind think that they wanted the vaccine. As opposed to if I got if I got the vaccine because somebody paid me a million dollars, I would still have some resentment. I'd still be a little bit angry. I wouldn't really I wouldn't necessarily change my values and how I think about everything based on that. So do you see the difference of that? Do you see how critical all of this is because it is like we've talked about this many times before. this is a psychological warfare game that we're playing here. So,
1: so that, all of the, so I'm yeah. thinking of, I'm, I'm thinking about all this Dr. Rachel, of mm-hmm. we we wonder how the um, mainstream media continues to push a narrative or ignore truth. And it's it seems immoral to me what they're doing, but I I think you're connecting a dot here that that they know what they're doing. This is strategic. They're playing with people's minds on this.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And this is this this has been a psychological game from day one. And that's why so many people who are trained in NLP, so many people who are trained in behavioral psychology are like, wait, wait, you can't do that. Like, they understand what mechanisms they're using to, um, do, to kind of get to people. So, for example, you know, we, one of the things that we do is that we, we cannot, we have to rely on authority. We cannot go and investigate everything ourselves. It's just the way it works, right? Because I, I, I know that the world is round, but let's be honest. I have never been in space. I've never seen it. I've never done the experiment to really check to see if the world is round. I just have to assume that that's true because I don't have the time or the energy or the motivation to go and check out every single thing. And so what we do mentally is we have these shortcuts. So, for instance, when we have these shortcuts that our mind uses, so if I was in New York City and there's two restaurants right next to each other and one is super busy and the other one's not busy, well, I'm going to go to the one that's busy. So those are the kind of shortcuts that they use to manipulate you into doing things. They know how your mind works. And they know what motivates you. And so they are going to do those kind of things. And having the children vaccinated is a huge one. Because literally, if you get your children vaccinated, you're going to change your values and you will not see that this causes harm to people.
1: Wow. Dr. Rachel, this is absolutely fascinating. And uh, so I appreciate you shedding light on this. What we need to do is, uh, again, uh, get you scheduled for you know, two segments to be a featured guest on this. I just wanted to get a quick update because you were down at the Capitol as well. But I just appreciate the journey that you're on and uh, you know, the expertise you bring to our listeners. And I so value Roots Medical. And that's rootsmedical.net. So roots, like getting to the root of your healthcare, the root, R-O-O-T-S, rootsmedical.net. I just so appreciate you and Matt. And of course, Matt has the Matt Dark Show over here on KLZ 560 uh, as well. But I just appreciate you and I appreciate the partnership that we have.
7: Thank you, Kim, so much. And, you know, really, thank you for having us on. We really appreciate it. This is so important, you know, as things come out, as the adverse uh, reactions come out and, you know, connecting them to, you know, the myocarditis and cancers and all these other things. We just need to make people aware of what's going on and how actually dangerous these, these vaccines are and moving forward and understand the psychological, because if you understand the psychological um, mechanisms that they're using, then it will be plain to you what is it's happening.
1: Absolutely, and so that's why we, we do these, this show, to bring truth and clarity to these issues. So Dr. Rachel uh, Corbett with uh, Roots Medical, thank you so much.
7: Thank you, Sam. Have a great day.
1: Absolutely, and it's so important to have intellectual curiosity, and that is why uh, my partnership with Dr. James Lyons weiler and uh, IPAC-EDU, these great courses that he, he is bringing forward with these amazing instructors, is
8: so important. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons-Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious, IPAC-EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive, and experts in each of their fields... With courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science and psychology, there is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org. ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. Home ownership, a place to call your own,
0: has created wealth for Coloradans throughout the years. Award winning realtor Karen Levine with RE MAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the metro real estate market whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build or exploring investment properties call karen at 303-877-7516 that's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs
9: mom why is it so cold in the house is the thermostat
4: broken the public utilities commission approved another rate increase and i can't afford the bill colorado families are struggling to make ends meet it's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by
1: Americans for Prosperity. It's Friday,
6: Friday.
1: Indeed, it is Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is kimmunson.com. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Sign up for our weekly newsletter at the website. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're clearly an independent voice that searches for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Text line is 720-605-0647. couple of things here coming in on the text line. We were talking with Dr. Rachel Corbett. Uh, in this previous segment, and she is an expert, yes she is, in NLP, and NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, that's Neuro Linguistic Programming, and uh, thrilled to have on the line with me former state senator and uh, head of the Republican uh, Study Caucus and Is uh, that is uh, Kevin lumberger am I getting that, is that close or, tell me that again, what is close. that? close,
10: that's close, it's we call it the Republican Study Committee of Colorado. It's patterned after the Republican Study Committee in uh, in the U.S. Uh, Congress, in the House. Um, okay. But we're both the House and the Senate, the conservative uh, wing of the Republican caucus in the state
6: legislature.
1: And you're doing amazing work on that uh- uh, Senator Lundberg. And also, you do a weekly call as well as a newsletter each week. How can people get information about that?
10: Well, it's kind of simple. Uh, go to KevinLundberg.com. Click on the Lundberg Report uh, it's a newsletter that I yeah I kick out once a week. I'll write one up late tonight and send it out. Or, well, send out an email announcement of it being there because it's all on the website. And in there is a link to that uh, Monday morning call that we do as well. It's a Zoom call. It used to be an in-person meeting in Larimer County. And it's kind of expanded to uh, a statewide uh, gathering of of the minds. You know, anybody who wants to join in, we've got a limit of a 100 people. And we usually have 60 to 80. So there's probably space for you as well. Uh, Whoever you are. Uh, Probably not you, Kim, though, because we start at 730 in the morning and I think you're busy (laughs) at that point in time.
1: I I, I am busy at that time. So, Kevin Lundberg, you did. uh, You normally just send out one thing each week, but you you. You sent out something that was of great concern to you, and that was regarding the Senate Bill 23-101. And we've talked about it, but tell me, why are you concerned about this? It's concerning candidate ballot access for primary elections.
10: Well, this was a bill that popped up last week, and I wanted people to know about it immediately because I think it's that big a deal. It would take away the citizens' rights, uh, for the two major parties, Republican and Democrat, uh, to select candidates through their caucus and assembly system. It would essentially require every candidate running for office in a primary to petition on uh, the ballot. And, you know, some people might say, well, that sounds like a good idea. Well, that's not how it works. Uh, To petition on, you really need to go hire a company to go collect those signatures, It's just—that's the only way it, it, it really practically works. And so, instead of um, going through the caucus system and the assembly system, which which doesn't involve um, expenses, it just involves time and, and getting to know the people in your district. You got to buy your way onto the ballot. And I think I thought we got rid of poll taxes. Um, uh, Centuries ago, <laughs> but well, it, apparently not uh, not this time.
1: It uh, is rather remarkable. Bit. Yes, so I I read the whole thing last night. First of all, it's twenty one pages long. So here yeah, is a yeah. and so you were in the state legislature uh, and state senate for a long time. And I'm looking at this, and and again, it's Republicans that have their name on this. And th- first thing is, I, I want to say who wrote this. This is 21 pages. This just didn't magically appear. And who's behind it? Right. Those two questions. Well, uh, yeah, what yeah. do you think? And,
10: and, and, well, what's the famous saying on this? Follow the money. And I already told you, there, there's, there's a, a, a signature gathering industry uh, here in Colorado and elsewhere, but is very alive and well in Colorado because... We have the Citizens Initiative, which I think is a good thing that, that people can go around the legislature and, and you know, and, and try to put a, a, um, an idea into law by signatures signature gathering. But in every case, it's become an industry. So who's going to benefit from this? Well, the signature uh, gatherers, you know, the petition uh, uh, people, if you will. Uh, And and it will amount to millions of dollars. As a matter of fact, if you look at the fiscal note in the bill, uh, they don't touch on that. But they do touch on the fact that there will be that many more uh, petitions to count that the secretary of state's office will need almost two million dollars a year uh, uh, every year to count these things. So, you know, there's some money and, and it's not, you know, it's not hundreds of millions, but it's millions. And. I don't think that's a, an appropriate uh, step right there, um, even though that's not the biggest issue. But that is a very important component to this.
1: Well, but le- yes, but let's also think about this is the secretary of state. Then this gives the Secretary of State tremendous power on who gets onto the ballot, uh, because, uh, conceivably the Secretary of State could, uh, not accept a number of signatures from a candidate that she may not like. I, I, she wouldn't do that, I'm sure, but the potential's there.
10: Right, right. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it's, it's very, uh, uh troubling Uh, now people don't think of this too much but you've got as much history in the electoral process here in colorado as i do i remember when it was a big deal when one secretary of state said if you don't sign the petition with a black ink uh we won't accept it and you know a lot of people have blue inks or or maybe green or something like that and and they you know literally they were just kind of shutting down uh, a lot of the signatures that weren't done to their standards and and uh uh, there are a lot of games they can play in that area.
1: And so the question really has to be why Kevin Lundberg? This is a system that has worked has worked for many years. But now the, the grassroots, and we had uh, a gentleman that's running for Arapahoe County GOP chair, uh, Jeff Young, um, indicated that people have started to show up at the, the caucuses, the assembly process, and uh, the grassroots. And... Have really made a difference. And so that seems to me what is happening here is uh, this consultant class that has been making tons of money on the process. They were fine with both. They were kind of control, I think they were kind of controlling both the, the caucus assembly uh, process as well as the petitioning process. And now that we, the people, are saying, wait, we, we want to have a vote and a voice. It looks to me like this Senate Bill twenty three one oh one is taking away that vote and the voice of we the people.
10: Uh, yeah, and, and now you're getting to the real core of the issue, in my mind, because Colorado is somewhat unique. Most states don't have caucuses, and unfortunately they do have you either petition on or or you literally pay a fee to get it on, on the ballot, which which is an insider's game or a rich man's game, to put it another way but here in colorado we've had i think the most open system for people wanting to run for office you know i, I did it 9 times <laughs> i ran 9 separate campaigns bless you and, and yeah well it, it does take something out of you i'll tell you but but i could do that and i'm not i i don't have great wealth you know we god's blessed uh myself and my family enough that we you know, we, we meet our bills and we we live a comfortable life, but I didn't have extra dollars to kick in and you know go find five ten thousand dollars just to run for for the state house to, and that would be just the petition process, um, and uh, a lot of people are in that uh, boat and and I don't think we should put this restriction up now. Here's another element. It's not just those running for office, but it's individual citizens. You really, you really hit, you know, hit it on the, uh, uh, the nail on the head there when when you talked about the grassroots. These are people who who haven't been engaged in the political process and or you know, all the, the political hacks you might say. No, these are everyday citizens that look around and say, I don't like what I'm seeing happening here, and I know I need to get engaged. You know, that was me. I, I ran for office initially because. I had three kids, and I didn't see things going the right direction, and I knew I needed to become a part of the process and dig in there. Well, individual citizens, once every two years, can go to their local precinct caucus, and the biggest job of the caucus is to select delegates to go to the assemblies, the state assembly, the the uh, county assemblies, the uh, uh, you know, state legislative district assemblies. And in those assemblies, their biggest job is to elect candidates to go on the primary ballot. And uh, the way it works is you need 30% of, of the vote. So they could theoretically send three people to the primary. And often they send two people and there is a choice and people can petition on as well. So, you know, we have a very wide open process, But the opportunity for the individual citizen to get a front row seat at the very beginning of the election process is through that caucus system, which Senate Bill 101 says we're going to get rid of
1: that. And uh, so uh, if they're concerned, and I'm talking about the consultant, the Republican consultant elite class, if they're concerned uh I guess par- apparently they're concerned that um, the grassroots, we the people might be successful in some of these elections. So what's what's the best thing to do is get rid of the competition. And that's what I see happening here. This is so interesting, Kevin Lundberg. Uh, let's see, couple of things. Uh, I think first thing, I, I think I'll just mention, the show comes to you because of great sponsors. And uh, we just had Dr. Rachel Corbett on um, in the last segment regarding Roots Medical. They're great sponsors of the show
5: every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority and roots medical is proud to offer exactly that at roots medical we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health how to implement healthy changes in the home and of course all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule for more information, visit RootsMedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S Medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns.
9: Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage.
11: Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment For all customers, come to Franktown for a comfortable, no pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Frankton firearms where friends are made
5: it's friday.
1: indeed it is friday check out the kim munson website that's kim munson.com and you can email me at kim at kimmunson.com thank you to all of you who support us we're an independent voice we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force force versus freedom something's a good idea you shouldn't have to force people to do it i have on the line with me a uh, a very important independent voice here in Colorado, and that is former State Senator uh, Kevin Lundberg. And the show comes to you because of great sponsors, and also I wanted to mention a that I love, and that is the USMC Memorial Foundation. Paula Sarles, who is the president of the foundation, and her team are raising money to um, remodel the Marine Memorial out at Sixth and Colfax. And, my friends, it is so important to honor people that have... Uh, been willing to give their lives or given their lives so that we live in this amazing country and that we can have these conversations. So go to USMCMemorialFoundation.org to help them out. Uh Kevin Lundberg, we have something new, and that is I have this text line. It's 720-605-0647. And then the last segment of the second hour is Collins. That number is 303-477-5600. So first thing, Kevin... Uh, and this uh, this is all connected, this open primary, and it says to Kevin, are the political parties private entities or not? Why does the government have jurisdiction over the party operations?
10: That's a great question. And, and, you know, I want to really thank you to give a little bit of time on this because it's a bad bill, but there's great opportunity, and that's to understand the system better. And this is one of those elements that people need to uh, to understand. Um, yes, each uh, there are a lot of political parties, but there are major parties uh, recognized. And currently, it's the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Uh, I call Colorado. them Democrats.
1: There's nothing democratic about them.
10: <laughs> I I know I know, but they, they they always get really bugged over that. So, and and I'm with you as far as <laughs> the basic principle there. But but I'm just trying to say there are two two major parties in Colorado, and. Um, they interface with the election process, and the election process is actually a government's uh, uh, a responsibility of the government to manage. But I, I don't want to want uh, anybody to uh, come away with the impression that that it isn't really the citizens' vote that that's counting here. But. But here's how we have the system here in Colorado, and that is we have a primary election that comes up with one candidate per party that is then put on the general election ballot. We have a political party system, and we have multiple parties, but if you get 10 percent or more of the vote of, uh, um, I think it's the governor's uh, um, election, then you're recognized as a major political party. And, yeah, there, there's a whole lot of statute that then governs that so that it's a fair and and equal system for both major parties. And what Senate Bill 101 goes through, it, it literally strips out a lot of the law um, that deals with the responsibility the caucuses have to set up these assemblies to choose candidates. It just says, no, we're getting away with getting rid of that mm-hmm. entire part. Um And, uh, you know, for somebody who says, well, let's let's just make it a private thing. Well, you can't really do that and and have an organized mechanism for the general election. And and it would be impossible for a general election to be conducted without um, uh, uh, without the government being a part of the mechanism, because that is the first step in developing uh, the Republican form of government. And I say that with a small R, meaning a republic. And that's guaranteed in the United States Constitution that we have republics. Well, what do you have to have to have that? You have to have elections to select those people. And that does uh, fall very much within the the uh, the domain of civil government.
1: Um, okay. Uh,
10: the primary is just the first step in the process. So, yeah, I I think it's very appropriate to... Uh, to you know structure that within uh the the civil government structure rather than to just say ah oh, you're on, you're on your own you come up with whatever you want and give us well um trust me that it, it you need this regularity within this to actually come up with the final republic okay now, let me add one other element if I could very quickly sure. and that is look at the Colorado constitution and how it it insists in, in Article 5 that talks about the legislature, those first few paragraphs insist that we, the people, maintain the responsibility for making our laws. And I see the caucus system as just being an integral part of that process where every citizen gets a front row seat in the, um, in the selection of the people that do represent us ultimately in government.
1: So just connecting that dot and, and the, not trying to get rid of the initiative process, uh, or the, but, uh, no. um, and as you mentioned, this is an opportunity for we the people to engage. And so why get rid of that choice? That's the, the question there. Everything, this is going way too quickly. Another, Listener said uh, it, perhaps the American Legislative Exchange is behind the bill, and then they want to know uh, the number to call in, uh, and that's 303-477-5600. Well, Do you know if, if that's the case?
10: If they're talking about the American Legislative Exchange Council, Alec, absolutely not. No, I'm very close with Alec. I've been a member with them uh, I even even as an alumni of the legislature, I still maintain my membership with Alec. I go to their conferences. I know their people very well. Believe me, they are not behind this issue at all.
1: Okay, so a couple of things. Just connecting these dots. Uh, this is Republicans that are bringing this forward. And uh, I think it's really to shut down the voices of we, the people. It makes um, getting onto the ballot a rich man's game. It gives the Secretary of State uh, the total power on who gets onto the ballot because she can... Uh, decide whether or not signatures are valid or not. It allows uh, non-Republicans and non-Democrats to sign petitions uh, for their primaries. So that makes it even more open. And many yeah. times these are yeah. people that are not paying attention. They're influenced many times by... Uh, uh, the big political campaigns, and uh, we need to uh, connect that dot as well. One other thing that this does in this uh, Senate Bill 23-101 is it changes the ordering of um, Candidates on the ballot. So the the candidates that come out of the assembly process are number one on the ballot. Those that come in via initiative are behind that. And there's many times seems to be positives on having your name first on the ballot. So Senate Bill 23101 gets rid of that. But then... A Senate Bill twenty three oh two one by another Republican Senator Larry Liston uh, makes the name ordering on prim- the primary election ballot by lot as well. They mu- this is very odd to me, um, Kevin Lundberg. And I we've got two minutes left. So how do you want to wrap this up?
10: Well, um, you know it's kind of curious. You're mentioning uh, if if you look at the sponsors on on this uh, the there's one from Weld County, but the rest is down in Colorado Springs in the El Paso area where they've been having a big fight because there are some folks who've been very well established in the power structure and they're behind this bill. Uh, and, and it's the political class standing up and saying, we don't want the people to really get engaged in, in the process. You, you just trust us and we'll, we'll show. Well, that's the exact opposite of what a republic is. 101 is maybe a great lesson in what ought to be, but that's by killing this bill and moving forward with what we have today, which is the caucus system. And my advice to any citizen is when caucuses come up next year, assuming that 101 doesn't take it all away, show up, be a part of the process, learn how to be a responsible citizen. And I can't think of a better way than going to your individual caucus uh, which happens once every two years, and that'll be on an election year next year. So, Kim, thank you very much for this time to have a little bit of a civics lesson, you might say, over a very important uh, piece of legislation that could go really the wrong direction.
1: Well, and, and Kevin Lumberg, thank you for all that you do. I greatly appreciate it.
10: Well, and so- you're, you're doing a fantastic job, and keep it up.
1: Okay, thank you, Kevin Lundberg. And connecting the stop, my friends, Colorado is in trouble. We are number one in um, car thefts. We're number one in bank robberies. Uh, our kids uh, are, are not being educated. Um, we're, we're, we are in trouble. And one of the reasons is is because the Republican political elite class has been selling us out. And now that they're threatened, they've got this Senate Bill 23 uh, and then this other Senate bill as well. And um, they're trying to take away the vote and the voice of the people as we are waking up and wanting to be part of this process. And so that is what is really occurring right here. And that is why it is so important that we have this discussion. So our quote for the end of the show is uh, Mahatma Gandhi. And he said this, let me get over here. He said, all good thoughts and ideas mean nothing without action. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, if honestly and authentically strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. Stay tuned for our number two.
0: It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories.
1: An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that?
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it.
0: Today's current opinions and ideas.
1: It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't.
0: Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation, and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, producer Luke, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday to you, producer Steve.
2: Uh, Happy Friday to you.
1: And uh, boy, jam-packed show today and uh, continuing on here. Check out our website. That's KimMunson.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. We'll be rolling out this really important one that uh, Pam Long did regarding the CDPHE uh, and, and the nuanced language in this. Uh, ultimately it will be a, um, second amendment, a second amendment infringement, uh, upon the rights of everyday people to be able to protect themselves and their families. And my guys, we're looking at Colorado with the sanctuary city and the crime that's going we need to be able to protect ourselves. And uh, so she's got an excellent essay and that will be in the newsletter this weekend as well. You can email me at Kim at dot com. and thank you to all of you who support us. Uh, Clearly, we are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And it's never compassionate to take other people's rights, property, freedom, livelihood, or opportunities via or their lives via force. And force could be a weapon uh, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos Man, globalist elites, and their agenda that they are pushing out. Uh, our text line is 720 605 Last segment of this hour will be our call-ins at numbers 303 477 I'm going to go to our quote for the day, and I went to Mahatma Gandhi. And he was born in 1869. He died in 1948. He was an Indian lawyer, politician, social activist, and writer. And he became the leader of the nationalist movement against the British rule of India. And as such, he came to be considered the father of his country. And he said this, resolution. He said, let then our first act every morning be to make the following resolve for the day. I shall not fear anyone on earth. I shall only fear God. I will not bear ill will toward anyone. I shall not submit to injustice from anyone. I shall conquer untruth by truth, and in resisting untruth, I shall put up with all suffering. Um, very powerful words, producer Steve.
2: They are, and they kind of caught me by surprise. And maybe it just brings to light that I don't know um, enough about Hinduism. I'm it the the phrase about what did he say? I shall only fear God that kind of caught me off guard, but I know it did me too but, but aside from all that he walked he how do you say it? walked the talk
1: he did he did and it was uh, his nonviolent um uh, standing up uh, uh, you know standing for uh you know what he was standing for but nonviolently uh ultimately was successful and so i just i just thought that was really a, a great great quote to start the day off with on that uh, producer Steve. It was. Um, because uh, we are in a time we're in a tumultuous time we're in a dangerous time and so w- instead of fear we need to be looking at these these words of, of leaders. I was thinking should I do Churchill Eisenhower but then I've got this book that has all these different subjects and I just went directly to this for the quote for today and so that's why That's why I went with that, Steve. And again, um, that was Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, Very important conversation in the first hour. And the way this all works, we're on live 6 to 8 a.m. First hour is rebroadcast 1 to 2 in the afternoon. Second hour, 10 to 11 at night on all KLZ KLZ platforms. And KLZ uh, is, that's KLZ 560 a.m., KLZ 100.7 FM. The KLZ website, the KLZ app, and then we are working diligently to have the summaries up within 24 hours, and in that will be the podcast, but also you can listen to them, I think, on Spotify and iTunes, uh, so that's there as well. The show comes to you because of uh, amazing sponsors, and I love the weekly update, the things that I learn. From Steve Cruz and Mary Alpers with Three Points Financial, and Three Points Financial is a fee-only financial planning firm, and they certainly they're focused on money and tax preparation and uh, tax planning, but they also take into account life. And uh, in that, uh, Mary Alpers, first of all, welcome to the show. No, thank you, Cam. It's good to be here. Great to have you. And what about people's attitudes towards money? I I'm, Money and attitudes, it can really affect us. What's your thoughts on that, Mary Alpers?
12: Well, um, there are a lot of different attitudes about money, depending upon, in some ways, how you were raised and then how you grew up uh, later on in an adult life and, and your circumstances. But having a healthy attitude about money does is a huge advantage, um, and some people have never really thought about it. Your money attitude affects your quest for financial independence. It could be um, positive or negative, and as, um, like I said, some people grew up with little or no discussion about money, or they may have really related money to being stressed in their home, and an unhealthy view of money causes financial dysfunction, which usually causes bad financial decisions. So um, it changes how we view advice, such as living within your means. So those with financial discussion are dysfunction, sorry, may assume that if you say live within your means, you're automatically saying you need to spend less money, when it could actually mean that it's easier and better to just earn more. Um, it's thinking however way your mind goes during that. And there's a lot written about money personalities and money attitudes, and at Three Points Financial, we open that door for discussion with clients when we're setting goals, developing retirement planning, and determining the investment allocations that best suit our client. It might or may not be something that ever involves to a discussion. The client leads that, um, but we do see that that does happen. and then once you know what you spend, monthly and annually, you have a baseline, and then where you want to go, how you want to get there, what needs to change, um, how we invest um, the money and grow it, while living your best life brings a balance to money. And one of the things to think about when you're thinking about money attitude is um, wealth is actually most determined by being how you're valued in society. It's not necessarily your financial balances on your balance sheet. Most financial dysfunction is rooted in the belief that something outside of yourself controls your destiny. And so we discuss what you can control, endogenous versus exogenous, um, what you can control in your life financially and in other ways. And um, what most people really want, when you define it the way it really is, is they want financial independence. They want to have choices. They want to be able to do what they want to do, earn as much as they want to earn, and spend it the way their, their life is going, each one of them personally. So we don't impose views on people, but what we do do is point out that you can control a lot. A lot more than you may think and three points financial provides advice on reaching financial independence but it's tailored <clears throat> excuse me it's tailored for each client so it that's what makes our job interesting we don't have it's not cookie cutter in any way
1: so well and it's it's so unique it's truly entrepreneurial and I I love that. You know, I've I've thought about medicine, doctors. Medicine is an art. And what you're just describing to me with this individualized plan, it's an art of of what you and Steve do for each individual client at Three Points Financial.
12: Yeah, it's, it's the science of, you know, two plus two still does equal four at the end of the day. But it's also an art, and you're right. And each and if having the ability to read the client and understand, or understand why they came in the door, what they're really looking for. Some people are looking for, please manage all my money right now. And those usually aren't people that um, end up with us. But they, but people that come in definitely have money. They need to be managed, but they want to know more about. How that affects their life in some way or another and and we really focus on you know don't just earn 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 and then drop dead and on the other hand don't just play 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 and think you're going to have enough to live on in retirement so it's a balance
1: right there's a saying Mary um, that I was just thinking about this week I was talking with some young people about it it's like because this balance of, of play, 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 or what it's like if you do what you need to when you need to, then someday you can do what you want to when you want to. What's your thoughts and on that?
12: And that's financial independence. That's exactly when you don't have – when the needs turn into wants. You want to do this. You want to do that. So that's exactly right. That's financial independence. And um, And then we help the client define – in their world, what financial plan independence actually means to them. But it starts with the idea, that I don't need to do everything that I thought I had to do. Now it's the once become more surfaced.
1: Oh, I just, I love that. And how can people set up an appointment with you and Steve Cruz there at Three Points Financial?
12: We, um, you can go to threepointsfinancial.com and then there's contact us and there's book a call when you hit book a call, we'll be asking for a little bit of information, and and then you schedule your call with us.
1: Well, Mary Alpers, I'd highly recommend that people do that, and I so appreciate your partnership with the show. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. We'll talk to Steve next week for a weekly update, and you have a great weekend.
12: Thank you. You too, Kim.
1: Okay, and again, amazing sponsors that we have. Another one is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, and they understand there are unknowns that can keep you up at night, and that is why the Roger Mangan team can uh, help with life insurance, and health insurance needs to replace the lost income. Call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's insurance team is there.
5: I can't believe I just scratched that card. Find my insurance card.
1: Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these
4: socks
5: dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just
13: pull it up on the State Farm mobile app.
5: But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that.
13: Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's, it's called service.
8: Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons-Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious, IPAC-EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive, and experts in each of their fields, with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, Regenerative Science and Psychology. There is a spring twenty twenty three course for you. Dash over to iPacedu.org. iPac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's iPac-edu.org. You'd like to get
2: in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
6: It's right.
1: Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Check out our website. That's Kim M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. Uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We clearly are an independent voice on an independent station searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea you should not have to force people to do it. And I'm really excited to talk with uh, our next guest, Dr. Chad Savage. He is the founder of Your Choice Direct Care. And um, he contends that our current healthcare system doesn't provide freedom of choice. And of course, we've gone through this whole COVID um, experience as well, and it's shed light on a whole bunch of different things. And we need to, I think, be in charge of our own our own health our ourselves and so freedom is a good idea Dr. Chad Savage welcome to the show.
14: Hey, Good good morning to you.
1: Well great to have you. Um healthcare in America is it's a mess is what I would say it is a mess and there's big money and we were just talking about what I call the hospital industrial complex and that is is the Colorado state legislature is going to give a, a um, um, private com- or a, a public company, I guess it is. Health One, five million dollars for Denver Health to shore them up. Uh, and this, there's this whole, whole hospital industrial complex, healthcare industrial complex, and so I'm very concerned about that, Doctor Savage.
14: Yeah, well, there's a crazed, insidious relationship between the government entities and the various so-called pseudo-private entities that compose healthcare. Um, and the sad truth is, is we're going more and more to that as we get a, a more a centralized control of the healthcare system, and, and that's created great problems. As our industry doesn't doesn't act um, like most industries, which are free market based within within America, we are one of the most socialized uh, industries within our country, and we should be learning the lesson from what's going on in Canada and England right now. Yes, for years we've kind of decried their long waits and poor quality of care, but now those systems are on the verge of collapse. And instead of learning that lesson, we're moving more and more to to analogous systems here in the United States.
1: Well, Dr. Savage, uh, if you can control a variety of things, but if you can control health care, then you can control the people. And so that's what we had seen in Canada and the U.K., uh, and Americans inherently, I think, like their freedom, and so this is important that we're having this conversation now. But what I see, big government and big business like each other, and so big government or big business can use big government to control competitors, to control rules, regulations, and uh, centralize the these decision the decisions that are made. And so you want to push back on this, yes?
14: Yeah, I think the best way to do so is to get the money away from the, the centralized powers and put it back into the people who actually created the money in the first place which are the individuals, the taxpayers. You know, a lot of people think that if you get a single-party payer, essentially controlled governmental program, that it's quote-unquote free, but it's never free. You're actually the one who's always paying for it. You just do it in the circuitous, kind of obscured route. You pay it in taxes, you pay it in insurance premiums, deferred wages from your salary, and then of course you get co so you get some direct payments too. But be under no delusion. the The individual American citizen is the person who is actually paying for this. But every time you give that money to the centralized authority, a governmental agency, they take some of that money for themselves for their own costs, and then they put stipulations about how that money can be used. You can't go you know people have this delusion that um you know central controls single party payer is anything I want only free, but it's not it 's what they want it's not necessarily what you want and th- and you gave them that power you gave them that authority by giving them your money to control in the first place. So, And then what a lot of people don't know is those governmental agencies then turn around and subcontract out the management of those funds like Medicare, Medicaid, and, and the others to companies like Blue Cross Blue Shield and many private insurers who then take more money and put further stipulations, thus eroding massively the, the individual patient's decision over their own care and management.
1: So what? tell me what your solution, this, this Your Choice Direct Care, what, what is that exactly?
14: Well, that's my own individual practice. I'm, I'm what's called direct primary care practice. This is kind of a model of care that's cropping up all over the United States, and, in fact, Colorado is a hotbed of it. You guys can have quite a few direct primary care practices out there. This is not a franchise or anything of this sort. It's a concept of getting away from insurance governmental payment. Um, you know, for medical care and instead going back to working directly for the patient. And unlike concierge, which is a very expensive uh, way of doing that, direct primary care is actually trying to bend that cost curve. We're, we're trying to be less expensive. Um, years ago, I had an insurance uh, company-based practice, and it was thriving, it was huge, it was big, but I I, would, I know we were giving poor quality care, we were costing a lot of money to our patients. So we th- we realized that a lot of that was embedded in dealing with this complex labyrinthine bureaucracy of, of medical care. So you said, well, what happens if we go outside of that and just work directly for our patients And several practices under the under the heading of direct primary care were popping up around the nation? So I watched them for a little bit, they, and un, un, I initially thought they were going to go out of business, but they actually thrived because the patient loved them. Um, so I decided to open my own practice, and to my surprise, I not only reduced the cost of operating my practice, but I reduced it by 50%. It was that much... Cost was embedded in in the payment model and how we pay for the system. so then we turned around and we transferred that to the patients by by developing a membership model of medical care, which is what the concept of direct primary care and just I can't every practice is a little different, so this is just my own practice. Um, we charge between forty nine and eighty nine dollars a month for for as much care as that patient needs. Um, and the primary care arena, which primary care doctors can address about eighty percent of the medical problems that vex patients. And then we actually found that we work really well with less expensive coverage products that are not governmentally run, like health-sharing industries, short-term limited-duration products, which are, are, are more like the historic catastrophic care, and moving away from the centrally controlled ACA or Obamacare-based insurance plans, which are you know wretchedly expensive. And um, it, it's interesting, when I left that insurance-based practice, I had been hospital-owned, so um, I had to go out and find my own insurance product. So I, I not only am a physician, but I'm also a consumer of health care. And we realized that when combining direct primary care, inexpensive, high-quality primary care in that membership model um, with a less expensive coverage product like health sharing, my own family in the first five years of doing this, um, while getting unlimited medical care from our primary care doctor, saved $88,000 over the insurance product alone, through an ACA exchange. And, and that's the premium on the ACA, the Obamacare product is just the premium. You haven't even seen a doctor. We saw the doctor as much as we wanted in those first five years. And if you extrapolate that out, that's essentially in over a decade, that's a savings, not a rationing or a deprivation of care. That's a savings in care that just by changing how you pay for it, that is so substantial, we could have bought a modest house with the savings.
1: Wow, okay, so uh, let me think about this so uh, it, but what if what if something catastrophic happens i mean i I like this model I've got a great great sponsor roots medical dot um, net that uh, uh, is very innovative in this arena as well but what if something catastrophic happens I mean I like this model, but I'd like to have a catastrophic uh, um policy in case something really bad happened.
14: 100% correct. And that's why you know, we talk about direct primary care is only part of the equation. Direct primary care is, is the 80% of care that can be handled largely as an outpatient uh, basis. But there is about 20% that needs specialists, that needs hospital care, and, and we don't control those costs. We're not able to handle that. So that's where the health shares, that's where short-term limited duration insurance policies um come into effect because those are the coverage product those are an alternative to the traditional insurance product they they pop in and take over if you are hospitalized you need an appendectomy or something obviously your primary care doctor is not going to take you into the break room and and you know do an appendectomy on you so you do but thankfully that's not a common occurrence you know on average those type of events occur about one in 20 years on people or they they end up needing substantial hospitalization well the problem is with the current insurance you're paying such a catastrophically monumental amount on that premium, it's as though you're having an appendicitis every single year that needs to be excised. Um, so the key is, 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 you know, insurance should be something that is not costly. It's, it's a financial tool. Uh, fundamentally, it's a financial tool to hedge against catastrophic financial loss from rare events. Historically, that's what insurance is. In, in medicine. It's It itself is so expensive that it has become itself the financial catastrophe. The average premium on a family of four in the United States today is right around $26,000, even if you never see a doctor that year. So that's exorbitant. We need to find less costly alternatives as they exist today, health-sharing ministries, which function almost like a similar to their non-insurance, but they function similar to insurance, or short-term limited-duration insurance policies, which are very similar to the classic catastrophic. Or even if you went with a traditional insurance, but you get a high-deductible plan and use an HSA, which if people aren't familiar with HSAs, um, they should really become familiarized with them. They're a wonderful mechanism um, for not only healthcare, uh, but also just general savings. If you use them for healthcare, they are not taxed when you use them. You can invest them like a 401k so they can grow, and they're not taxed when you contribute to them from your income. So, unlike a 401k where you're taxed at some point, HSAs, if used for healthcare, are never taxed. They are the optimized um, saving modality from a tax standpoint. Me. Well,
1: ultimately, ultimately, Dr. Savage, what I would love to have happen is that taxes would go down so significantly that people would uh, could just make these decisions and not have to do like these 401Ks or health savings account, that they had their money in their pocket to make their decisions. What do you think about that?
14: Well, 100% I agree. So that I was alluding to earlier is that people, whether they recognize it or not, they are paying for these policies. They are paying for the health care. Is make that transparent if people understood what they're paying on this they would they would be out they'd be outraged and if we reduce the cost of the insurance product to truly go back to catastrophic if we decrease the cost of, of, of taxes because we're giving leaving that money with the, the person themselves and allowing them to control it they would have the money available the average person right now does not have $400 in, to cover an unexpected medical expense but if you reduce that twenty-six thousand dollar premium for a family of four that I mentioned down to around the six thousand, seven thousand range that a traditional health sharing uh, costs for a family, you're you're saving almost twenty grand a year that you can go out and access medical care with that savings. Or in, in truth, twenty most people are not going to spend twenty thousand dollars a year in medical costs. You can go and and spend it on other things. You could buy tv sets you could you know get a car <laughs> I and mean, you could that right. that's a lot of money
1: look at all the oh, so oh my gosh well, and it, you're mentioning you're making me think of what Maggie Thatcher says: uh, you cannot have political freedom, you cannot have freedom, freedom unless you have economic freedom, and and uh, having a, more money in your pocket is a great way to do that. And I want to continue the conversation. The show comes to you. Great sponsors. One of those is Lauren Levy. He is an expert in the mortgage arena. He works with a lot of different lenders, so he has all kinds of different uh, opportunities and choices for you. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial.
9: Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881.
6: Three Points Financial, a comprehensive, fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of 3Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And 3Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact 3PointsFinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call.
8: All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of The Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
9: Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken?
4: The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. It's finally
1: Friday! Indeed, it is Friday! And welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. Check out our website, that is Kim Munson, dot soncom Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Um, on the line with me is Dr. Chad Savage. He's the founder of Your Choice Direct Care. And he says that the current healthcare system doesn't provide freedom of choice. This uh, Your Choice Direct Care is fascinating. How can people get more information about this, Dr. Savage?
14: Sure. So, so again, I'm up in Michigan, so my own practice isn't going to be very practical for a lot of people. However, if you go to dpcfrontier.com, that has a mapper feature, and you can find out if there's practices analogous to my own that are out in your area. And, again, I know that there are quite a few out in Colorado. And I appreciated in the first section, you kind of segment you kind of clarified that, you know, this is not the entire solution. This is part of the solution. People, can, Insurance and direct primary care are, are two separate things. You can use traditional insurance with our model of practice. There are much less costly uh, coverage products, like I mentioned, that synergize very well with what we're doing. But if someone has a PPO or something like that, there's no reason they couldn't use that. But if you're trying to decrease cost and increase quality you know, the combination of what we do, direct primary care, with the less expensive coverage products is an incredible uh, match. And I have on my website, though it has no applicability personally to to Coloradans, the um, uh, www.yourchoicedirectcare.com. There are some videos where I describe merging direct primary care with various coverage options and the type of savings that people can realize by doing so. And again, get that liberty by controlling those dollars, you can retain the choice for yourself for your own health care.
1: Boy, I love that. Now, uh, our text line is 720-605-0647. A a recent text came in. It says, aren't HSAs restricted to those that have high deductible plans?
14: Uh, That's a very insightful uh, uh, point and 100% correct. Unfortunately, when that policy was created back in the 2000s, the insurance companies threatened by them, realizing that you wouldn't have to use them for every transaction, put a stipulation that the only way you could have an HSA was to link it to one of their insurance products. Thankfully, senators and congressmen, such as Senator Cruz and Congressman Chip Roy down in Texas, have uh, bills that are proposed, such as the Personalized Care Act, which, which um, proposed to decouple those two, that you could have an HSA outside of the traditional insurance plan, and then more importantly, and I mean this would revolutionize health care, that you could contribute to it on your own from your paycheck, tax-free, then turn around and use that tax-free money on premiums or health sharing or direct primary care like my own. And the reason this would be so revolutionary beyond just keeping money in your pocket, it, was, it would get rid of the need for employer-based health care. Right now people get their insurance largely from their employers because it's on a pre-tax basis. You haven't paid the tax yet, and yet it's going to the cost of the premium. If you do this, you can own the policy yourself with the same tax advantage if you're paying it through an HSA um, as you would get from an employer, um, you, and you wouldn't have job lock. You'd be able to take it with you. You could buy it when you're young and, and keep it over time so there wouldn't be the same you know, insurance jumping that we see every year, people jumping between different policies and getting just raked over the coals with the cost of that.
1: Okay, Dr. Savage, this, this connects a dot that we talk about all the time, and that is big business and big government like each other. So what you just have indicated here is that big insurance companies came in, worked with big government to put restrictions on these HSA uh, accounts, which then keeps the gravy train going for these, um, these insurance companies in, in my opinion. And so I, I feel like this is an insurance industrial complex here working with the government to keep these costs so high. I mean, $26,000 for a family of four when we're looking at government induced inflation, I'm, I'm breath, I speechless. I don't know what to say
14: i mean it's it's an incredible drag on our economy. We have higher health care costs than any other nation and by far and if we entered and, and that 's because you've totally decoupled normal free market principles from our, my industry that, that's a cost constraint. you you can 't price services above what people would normally pay, but when those people don 't even understand what they're paying because they're, those prices are being obscured they 're buried within the governmental payment system. Uh, people don 't even realize how much they're being ripped off and you had made the good point earlier about how the insidious relationship between pharma, essentially, and the government occurred during the pandemic where people were being, you know, essentially mandated to to take a product. And, you know, for, and again, that went against their choice in some situations. Well, that's not the first time that's happened in my industry. That happened on the insurance side uh, with ACA Obamacare, where you had to purchase one of their insurance products, otherwise suffer a penalty, the mandate penalty every single year, which was right around $800 per individual, which again, means a family of four could be paying $3,200 a year in penalty costs from not having one of their government-approved insurance products. Well, thankfully, the Trump administration, de- they couldn't get rid of that penalty, but they reduced it to zero, which functionally made it meaningless. But that, that um, statute actually remains. And, and interestingly enough, when Biden was running for president, he said he was going to bring back that individual mandate, forcing you to purchase governmentally-approved insurance products or suffer a penalty from not doing so. Thankfully, so far, he hasn't done that. But people need to be aware that that is still there. This is not the first time the government has mandated a uh, the purchase of something. And to, to their great shame, the Supreme Court actually upheld that mandate uh, as constitutional uh, years ago.
1: Uh, I remember that. Okay, next question. You, with what you're doing here, your choice, direct care, The hospital industrial complex could they um, say that you don't have any privileges that you any of your patients cannot come to their hospitals and use their hospitals? I see risk with that.
14: Yeah, I think if they did, they would likely be sued and very rightfully so. Um, In in my state of, of Michigan, there is a challenge if you were if you were not participating in a traditional insurance. Um, as a physician, they could exclude you from their hospital privileges. Well, thankfully, years ago in my state, uh, there was a law passed that said that they couldn't force insurance participation upon their 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 physicians. If that patient had a way of paying for it, that's all that matters. If you think about it, you're required by law that if somebody can pay you with cash, to accept that as a uh, as a means of a transaction. So, so somehow they were getting a, a, around that, and it was really bizarre. Years ago, I was at the White House in a feedback session, and they were there were the the heads of Blue Cross Blue Shield and HAP and all these other insurances were there, and they were making an argument to the White House at that time that the best way to constrain costs was to obscure them, and that was just the most bizarre argument ever because uh, there's little transparency in in the United States healthcare system on what prices are if you. Currently, go to a hospital and say, What would it cost to get a, get a, a gallbladder removed? You'll get a runaround. They are not open and honest with those with those pricing. So, the prior administration passed an executive order trying to mandate price transparency. Well, they fought it every step of the way and they've come up with these bizarre rationale that the best way to get a good price on something is to have no idea what it costs. And by analogy, that's like <laughs> saying, Well, if you want to get a great deal on the Sony TV set, the best way to do that is have no idea what it costs. Well, that's that's an absurd notion, and it's absurd in my industry as well.
1: Oh my gosh, this has been so fascinating, uh, Dr. Chad Savage. And um, how would you like to button all this up? Uh, because I've learned so much from you on this.
14: Well, you know, the the biggest thing is is they feed off of our money. You know, the the the, the big insurers of of the world take your premium and then they go and they lobby DC and they turn around and hit you over the head with the money you gave them. So the best way in my opinion to do that is to depower them. Keep the money yourself. Try to engage in as many direct transactions with your providers, your doctors, your hospitals. There are cash-based surgical centers like the Surgical Center of Oklahoma and others. Um, that, that practice an analogous um, uh, model. And then try to not give the traditional insurances your money if possible. If, you, if you're if you a good candidate and everybody has to do their due diligence and make sure that these products are good for them, but if the health-sharing ministry, which, again, is an alternative to traditional insurance, um, if, if the short-term limited duration policies are appropriate for your situation, going with them gives less power to the big uh, the big companies, the big insurers who have, again, developed near monopolistic power over our health care.
1: Well, I think that we are at a um, really a crossroads in America right now. So many people are paying attention. Uh, the, the whole COVID thing, I think that really a silver lining to that is uh, a lot of people have woken up not to become woke, but have uh, awakened to the dangers of just big, big government, centralized government big industrial complexes in a variety of different arenas. I think people are waking up. Are you encouraged, Dr. Chad Savage?
14: (laughs) Well, um, it's a mix, right? I'm I'm thrilled that there are options. I'm hopeful that people will take them. If we don't, I think the the slow slide we have to a tyrannical single-party payer system is is inevitable. If we do start waking up and on an individual basis, because people used to say, well, just simply go to your politicians. We can't look to D.C., for solutions. Um, if anything, they just create new laws that paint over the old peeling paint of the old laws, which is putting new peeling paint on old peeling paint. We need to strip it away. And the best thing to do is go back to the direct relationship with doctors and patients, have insurance as that hedge against that catastrophic financial loss, and keep the the power and the money yourself. That That's really a surrogate of power. Money is So keep it in your own pocket. The more money we keep in the patient's pocket, the more we work for them. I don't think my industry is even cognizant of how destructive the payment system has been to my own industry. Doctors are no longer necessarily the advocate of the patient. They're paid by the insurance company and the government. So they have a conflict of interest. And I'm not saying they're bad people. They're wonderful people in the field of medicine. But there is an inherent conflict of interest in the best interest of the patient and sometimes what's the best interest for the pocketbook Of that physician, based on how these systems are designed, we need to get away from that. The patient needs to know they can trust their doctor, that their doctor is their advocate, and when you pay that doctor and you can fire them, that is a wonderful uh, assurance of that.
1: Oh gosh, I tell you, that is uh, that's great stuff. So, Dr. Chad Savage, founder of Your Choice Direct Care, thank you so much. My pleasure, Kim. These important conversations come to you because of great sponsors. Karen Levine, REMAX uh, Realtor, uh, is one of those great sponsors.
0: Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with the REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Because of Karen's love of dogs, Karen volunteers regularly with GRRR, Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, helping golden retrievers find their forever homes. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with Remax Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516.
5: Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns.
11: Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment Environment for all customers, come to Franktown for a comfortable, no pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. It's
1: Friday. It is Friday. Welcome back to The Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there and you can email me at kim at kimmunson.com as well thank you to all of you who support us you can contribute at the website uh, we're an independent voice on an independent station bringing truth and clarity to these issues uh, before we get into our callers and our text messages i want to mention the usmc memorial foundation nonprofit that i love because of their work with uh, veterans our military honoring our military uh paula sarles and her team uh, she's the president of the USMC Memorial Foundation are they're raising the money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial at Six and Colfax. You can help them by going to USmcmemorialfoundation.org that is USmcmemorialfoundation.org. So we want to hear from you. we've had a lot of subjects this week and we have Heather on the line. Heather, what's on your radar?
13: Hi, good morning, Kim. Um, I was listening to your show yesterday, and I uh, was especially interested in the segment you had on with Pam Long, where she talked about um, Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment taking on a new Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Um, and they're now calling um, gun guns or ownership of guns a public health concern. Um, what I am, was extremely troubled by with that segment was that um, I watched CDPHE sort of take over uh, vaccine policy in our state away from legister- legislators and getting it into CDPHE. The other thing that CDPHE is doing right now is, and through our legislature, has taken away parental control or consent for many health issues for our kids, and you guys talked a little bit about some surveys that are used through CDPHE with our children, and um, I have a child in public school, and so I'm very aware of these surveys and what this is, and I just wanted to sort of drive it home to parents that you your rights for your children are being taken away. In 2019, our legislator, legislature passed a law that allows psychotherapy treatment for a minor 12 and over without parental knowledge or consent. So now we have uh, COVID coming in right around that time. Now we have a huge mental health crisis in our children because of the policies that these people made with isolating children and masking them and keeping them away from school and their friends. And so now those same people are creating policies and laws um, to help these kids with their mental health problems. Now, I'm not saying kids shouldn't have help with their mental health problems. They absolutely should. But what's happening is our government, our Colorado legislature, with the help of CDPHE, uh, is – providing help to children without the parents' knowledge. These surveys are taken. There is a new bill that just uh, was read this week in committee for the first time that passed its first committee, um, which was HB 231003. That would uh, create a survey within CDPHE where children would take it in school. It would not be private. Those children that had a... uh, I, Pam talked about that. If these kids show that they need mental health help, they would be sent to a counselor, not chosen by the parents. The parents would never know unless the child were to let their parents know. And they would be sent to an uh, online, mostly, counseling service for six free sessions uh, subject to data breaches and parents won't know. Parents have no idea who their kids are going to be counseled by. We have a huge problem, Kim, with parental rights in Colorado and CDPHE is behind most of it that you can see exactly what they're going to do with this office of gun violence prevention. They've done it with vaccines. They're doing it with mental health and our kids are in danger. So I just wanted to kind of hit that home.
1: Heather, it takes my breath away. Thank you so much, Heather. And uh, as Jared Polis uh, tries to paint himself as a libertarian, mm. he is the one that is in charge of uh, appointing these bureaucrats for these bureaucracies that are that are doing this. So it's important to connect that dot. Uh, we have Mark and Black Forest. What's on your radar?
15: Morning, Kim. Um, back to um, Kevin Lundberg and. Uh discussion on the elections. Um, This is something I've really got my teeth into and don't want to let go. Um, It seems to me that, you know, this election process is one that transitions, you know, a person from the private sector into the government sector. Um, So, you know, why, why are we allowing the government to control the the entire process? Um, I think the rules regarding the primary election uh, should belong to the private entity, the private sector, which is, you know, the political party, whether it be Republican or Democrat. So I think we could do well by, in, you know, insisting that the government get out of the primary process um, so that we can truly control who gets elected in from our party. Uh, right now we don't have control over that. Um, And as a private entity, that political parties should have control over that. I realize, um, you know, once it gets to the general election, the government needs to to get involved and conduct the election. But I don't see any reason uh, why we can't change this and and let the political parties themselves control the primaries.
1: Well, thank you, Mark and Black Forest. And I think that Kevin addressed that. I think maybe just administering the election that may be the civic duty of the government, but everything else should be with the private entities on that. And so, you know, this Senate bill that takes away the vote and voice of the people as sponsored by Republicans. It's just, it's crazy to me. Mark and black forest. Thank you so much. And we have Wade in Littleton on the phone. Wade, what is on your radar?
7: Hello, Kim. Um,
14: I wanted to ask you how the uh, the memorial at Sixth and Colfax how how is that going and uh, if you have a completion date. I, I I used to live right next to it. <laughs>
1: So uh, at this time they're raising the money. So the the completion date will be predicated on how fast they raise the money for the Marine Memorial. So they're working on that diligently right now. I know that uh, everyday people are contributing big time, and then there's been you know um, some like the architectural firm that that they have been contributing uh, their time. And there's a lot of different entities out there. It would be wonderful if uh, uh, we had some, you know, real big donors that would step forward on that. But Paula is just working diligently and she's got some great events coming up. So I thank you for asking. So right now uh, it's predicated on how fast we can raise this money, Wade.
8: All right. Wonderful. That, that, that was my question.
14: I, 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 uh, I spent a lot of time at school Mines, and i drove by it every day <laughs> and uh,
1: absolutely and, and it's uh, a great place so
14: i'm glad that uh, i'm glad that you're uh raising awareness about it and raising money to uh redo it so
1: well thank you thank you wade and yes working diligently on that and uh, let's get one more call in here bk in larimer county what's on your radar
7: yeah, with regards to psych evaluations for children, psychotherapy is still a belief system. I don't believe it's a science, so there's some First Amendment issues here with practice of religion.
1: Fascinating. Uh, thank you, BK in Larimer County. And the the fact that we're taking parental rights away from this, not only taking away parental rights, but Parents might not even know what is happening. So that is why I know my friend Kane, uh, who is um, founder of Task Force Freedom up in northern Colorado, says, you know, get your kids out of these government run schools right now. Uh, And that uh, let's see. I do have a text message that I want to address and says, Hey Kim, I'm with you on most issues, but it's my contention that mandatory educational efforts for all children paid for by well-managed tax funds is a good idea. Unfortunately, with mismanagement graft and wide uh, open borders, um, this concept has been uh, adulterated. We agree. I think the education of our children is so important. Um, that's a whole nother show, I think, producer Steve on that. So with that, first of all, thank you to all of you. Have a great weekend. I so value each and every one of you, and uh, we, we've got much work to do, and I so appreciate uh, all of you. And our quote for the end of the show is from Mah- Mahatma Gandhi. He said this, All good thoughts and ideas mean nothing without action. And so my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, if honestly and authentically strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America.
5: But tell them